Well, what is up, Make community? It is Trevor DeVage, back with another episode of The Make. Doesn't it feel like we just recorded one of these? <laughs> it, it feels like we just recorded like 10 of them, is what it feels <laughs> like. Uh, but I'm sitting here uh, hanging out. I'm hanging out with my man, Dylan. It's good to hang out with you, bro. Yeah. It's always good to hang out with you. It's always a good time. How's life? It's good. Yeah? It's good. I'm getting my tan on. Yeah, I'm, I hate you. I don't hate you. You hear the seagulls in the background? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, what you know what I do here is I hear Frank breathing in the microphone next to me because... <gasps> Frank Nichols, our student pastor, is here with us. What's what up, up? How you doing, bro? I'm good. How are you? I'm kind of excited to put Mike, put Mike on a. <laughs> I always said put Mike on a Francophone, and I mean Frank on a microphone. Um, hey, actually, you said for me to be all up on this mic. You and need to so, be. You need to be all up on the mic because if you do this, we hear you back here. But if you're right here, we hear you like all buttery and my, smooth. My deep, sultry tone. He's like, hey, <laughs> welcome to ninety-seven point six <laughs> on your FM dial. My name is Frank the Tank Nichols. You're bringing. listening to PNTO. You were PNTO. <laughs> I want a jingle for it P now. PNTO. Fantano. Um, <laughs> that's hilarious, bro. I like that. Did you just come up with that on the spot? Yeah. That's pretty impressive. I'm that's why you pay me the medium bucks. He, he's good at what he does. That's why we send him to San Diego right there. Um, <laughs> Go away. <laughs> Go away. <laughs> You're coming up with a crap like PNTO. <laughs> I feel a t-shirt PNTO with a radio tower, like old school radio tower. Oh, that'd be sick. Yeah, wouldn't that be great? Uh, PNT Radio. Can we stop talking about him being in San Diego? I'm a little sad about that. Yeah, I know. You guys were you guys were the Christmas Eve hostess last year together, and you guys. Hey, but of, but I'm hearing rumors about a comeback for Easter. So what of the hosts? Yeah. No 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 no. Oh man, top ten. <laughs> look at go. that. Hey, look at that. Uh, so hey, what are we talking about today, Dylan? Because I know everyone thinks these are so scripted and planned out, but if you've listened to an episode, you know that's not true at all. Because well. This is every episode of our <laughs> of our podcast. So we are in our series, Difference Makers. Um, we you probably heard, you know, if you were at a church this past week, um, that we don't have volunteers anymore. Nope, we have difference makers. We difference have difference makers. makers. So uh, that was good. Did <laughs> wow. you practice that? We, well, everybody thinks we look alike. Now we're just trying to say everything at the same time. Too. No, hold on. Let's be clear. Everybody thinks I look like you. Yes, they that's don't true. think you look like me. <laughs> Well, that means they all think you're a really good looking man. You both look like each other. Yeah. I look like Aaron. It's it, what's really funny is you don't. I don't. It's the Pantana way, bro. Well, it's we both wear a lot of black. We both like coffee. You both wear a backpack. We both we have the same backpack. We do. You both take pictures. Yeah. You both drink coffee. So um, we've just been stereotyped. Yeah. The only difference is, is you're on the podcast with me all the time, and Aaron is yet to show up for a podcast. We have him scheduled. When is he scheduled? Because I I, I keep inviting him. Look at it. I don't see him on a schedule. He is scheduled. I who, think who just popped? I think somebody May. popped up on my schedule for Stephen Job. Stephen Job, let's our, go. He's going to be on here. I'm excited about that. Uh, we have Aaron scheduled for May 8th. <laughs> we got it really far out, so he he will be here. Hey, Aaron, you know what I love is we finally worked into your schedule. <laughs> I appreciate that. I'm glad. Actually, I really am glad. I meant everything I said a couple weeks ago about about him. Like I. It, again, he's one of the most unbelievable creatives I think I've ever been around. And if I had to trust a, a creative element in the hands of anyone, I would put it in his hands because I know it's going to be done well. Yeah, uh, really, really well. And he bring he'll bring so much to this podcast. Like that's going to be a fun one. It, good things come to those who wait. If y'all wait, you're going to get some good things. But until then, we got Frank. So, um, <laughs> ah, so I'm like a poor man's Aaron. Uh, you, well, 
You're, you're the wish version. You're actually even just a poor man oh. me. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you're like you're like oh. the poor man Trevor, right? man. And, and that's that's hard because I'm the poor man of my own self. So I mean, I'm kind of living. I'm living my best life right now. <laughs> Let's go. So we're we're in difference makers <laughs> week so week two. We've been talking about you know we don't have volunteers anymore. We have difference makers. For those of uh, our listeners who haven't heard what that's about, explain a little bit just what what that means. Yeah. Well, we I said week one we uh, we've done away with difference maker or done away with volunteers. We don't have volunteers at Pantano anymore. We don't want volunteers at Pantano anymore. We don't need volunteers at Pantano anymore because we don't want to we don't want to compel you to volunteer. We want to empower you to make a difference. And there's a big difference in those two things. And, and, you know, I think we, I don't, I can't remember what we talked about a couple weeks ago, but I know we talked about somewhere that I put it through the t-shirt test, right? Like Mm -hmm. if you're out in public and if I give you a shirt that just says volunteer on it, um, those are the shirts in my closet that I do yard work in. um, Or if they're too big, my wife just wears them to bed or my daughter commandeers them to wear comfy around the house. Cut the sleeves Um, off. Yeah. Show your guns. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's. Uh, you know, or in Frank's case, he just cuts the sleeves off to just show his arms. Um, mm. But hmm. we should have had the like wah, wah, <laughs> yeah. on the on the board just for <laughs> this week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I, I, I just I don't want to, I don't want to raise people up just to put something in their closet. I want to raise people up to actually. If I wear a shirt though that says I'm a difference maker, I'm making a difference, that causes a conversation with people to go, oh, so what does that mean? What do you mean you're a difference maker? Well, actually, here's what that means. This is what I get to do. This is what I get to be a part of. Mm-hmm. And I think everybody, whether you're a kid, a student, or an adult, you can make a difference. Yeah. So that that's what that really means. Cool. So as we're in this series, what we're kind of doing is unpacking what it looks like to be a difference maker. Um, we're not just going to toss the term out there and let you figure it out. We're going to tell right. you what that, what which that is our, means. Which is our core values. Right. We have six of them. Actually, most of our people know them without knowing they know them. And here's why they know them, because they walk by them every Sunday. Yep. They're actually on the wall. Maybe you've not noticed, and now you're going to be like, dang it, now I can't unsee this. But they're actually on the wall above the doors of the auditorium. So when you walk in our auditorium, you actually walk right by our core values every week. That's right. So week two is what matters most is loving people to Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. And the, the main idea there is like being right is not the goal. That That's not what we want to be. We want to be like Jesus to help others see Jesus. That's the goal. Um, and Frank, actually, the reason why I'm really excited to have you on is our student ministry has been doing this in a massive way in the last couple of months. And most of the time, like it's been through a lot of really cool things, but it's also been through a lot of tragedy that yep. you guys have showed up yep. um, and just loving people to Jesus. Can, can you talk us through like basically January to now, uh, What what's today? That's the, hard. The 20, 27th of February? Yeah. 27th. So you're basically almost two months into the year. And, and the first month of the year, while really hard, led us to be massive difference makers in our school districts. Well, the thing, Trevor, to give a little background on that, like the thing I came in saying, hey, is how can we go to where students are? And so it was just a, a no-brainer for me to say, hey, let's start this thing called Game of the Week where we show up at the schools, just go into games and just being a presence on campus. Oh, wait wait a minute. What is this thing you, you speak of that you go to where students are? Yeah, I mean. You don't just wait for them to find you? Well, I am one of those people that, people love being around but or or you're like one of those yippie dogs that just won't go away that's that is more of an <laughs> that's more of an accurate description yes uh, actually but there i say that tongue-in-cheek but you, do you know how many you do frank you do know this yeah. but how many years i've been hiring youth pastors going hey go into school and they give me all sorts of excuses why they can't be in the school and, and i'm like wait a minute anybody can pay to go to a game 
and yeah. show up and be a presence. And yeah. you guys have done that really, really well. Well, it, ultimately, Trevor, and we've had this discussion, it comes back to the fact that there are too many people who are dying not knowing Jesus for us to waste time. The fact is, it, we're in a culture that we can't just open the doors and expect people to walk through. They have to know that they're loved by us and loved by God, right? And we have to open the door for that. And so for me, it was, I'm, I'm not as high pressure as you. And so it was Wait a not, minute. Hold on. What does that mean? It, mean, <laughs> it means your personality, you're coming in, taking over the room. And mine does that a little bit, but it's also like I'm not coming in, going to the administration, going, okay, I need a room uh, next to the cafeteria so that students can know that I'm here. I'm more like, okay, what's an easier way for well, me to get on campus? It, and in, in full disclosure, I don't do that either. No, um, you don't. Uh, when I come in hot, it's usually in places I know, like our own context, but when I go, when I do go in those areas and know we have relational equity built, which we do at a couple of the schools yeah. that I had built before you got here, um, I was able to walk in with you and mm-hmm. go, okay, this is my boy, Frank. I'm giving you credibility. He's one of my guys. And I promise you, if you let him on campus now, here's, what's great. That was kind of a crock pot. Mm-hmm. Like, and the, and two of the vice principals go to our church, Yep. but when crisis hit, so yep. go back to January, like well, even night before new year's Eve, one of our. Uh, one of our students in our district was tragically killed in an accident. Um, and well, well, I'll just tell you, so we were out of town um, the week after Christmas, and we were we flew in on New Year's Day. I'm off the plane 15 minutes and get a text that says, hey, some of our students um, have a friend who was killed in an accident last night. Um, God opened the door for us to kind of jump into the middle of that situation with a ton of those kids that were on site, in the middle of it and just be able to walk through it with them. Um, and it was, I mean, it was that. And then we're, we're, we get a couple weeks off and find out that we get a text from you early on a Monday Monday, morning, Monday morning. morning, Yeah. yeah. Um, and that another student had been killed in a car accident. Mm -hmm. Um, and it was the, both students were at Cienega, uh, at the high school there. Um, but one of them was more, um, connected at Micah. And so it was like the first accident we were able to be on campus at Micah. Which both these schools are in the same district. They're just yep. two separate high schools yep. about about three miles apart. Yep. Um, and we, it was just mobilization. Yep. Like our, our team went, and here's what was great is after the second one, the school called us and was like, can you just be here? Yep. Yep. And then we showed up. It, the really cool part was like you and Amy and Robin and Rebecca and some of our team were on campus uh, like all week, like yep. basically eight in the morning till three in the afternoon. Um, but then I get a call and I was like, what if we just came over and pray over the school? So I call one of the vice principals, friend of mine, they open the campus and like 20 of our staff go over, circle up and pray around the campus as kids are coming on that morning. And I, I, it's the first time I've gone over there and I walked in the office and they're like, oh, you don't need to check in, just go wherever you want. Yep. Um, and that, what I think is, is what the posture you guys have taken, Frank, as a student ministry, and I think we always have as a church, is what matters most is loving those people to Jesus. It wasn't there to tell them, browbeat them with the gospel. It yeah. wasn't there to um, try to tell them that they're going to hell if they don't change their ways. Uh, you guys stood in a library for four days and just listened to kids share their hearts and their stories. 100%. You know, and now, what, what, is, what has been the, the outcome of that to date? We've really just seen a lot of those students are attending our Wednesday nights now, but but the thing about it is the the bigger ripple effect of that has been that 
almost every week I'm getting texts from kids that I didn't even know had my number, but it's from another kid that was struggling. And so they had my number, passed it on to another one. And so we're seeing like level of influence grow exponentially. And it's one of those where like my kind of mantra in ministry has been uh, love students, uh, let students know that they're loved by me and let students know that they're loved by God. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and so we're leaning into that like really heavy to go, you know what? God's going to open the door for us to be able to directly say, this is what you need to know to do to know Jesus. But let's help them know that, that Jesus is present with them right now through how we act and how we live. Well, and there's something you say every, really every Wednesday night that I've come to yep. at the end. Of, and yep. just repeat that for our people here. Cause I think it's so good. Yeah. Um, the thing that, the thing that I want our students to remember is, uh, I tell them every week, whether you've been here one time or you've been here a million times, and that means that you're part of the family. Um, and no, I got to say that again. Uh, whether you've been here one time or a million times, you're part of the family. And that means that you have a place to belong. It means uh, that you're here for a reason, and it means that you're loved by us and you're loved by God. Every week say that. And to the point where, like, even They now, know it. Yeah, and like, know I screwed up when I first said it right there. The students on Wednesday night would be like, they would be booing me because they would be correcting me. And and what's funny is over and over, students are saying that back to me. And so we're seeing a cultural shift in the student ministry that I'm just like, God, whatever you want to do, let's roll. Well, and as we've been talking about in this series, Dylan, like this last week, we talked about Jesus calls us to love others the way he loved us. Um, we're li like, so we're loved even though we don't deserve to be loved. And what you're doing is you're helping students that have not ever felt loved be loved. Yeah. Um, well, and I think it's really cool because, you know, on, well, last week's message and on last week's podcast, we talked about we're unapologetic grace givers. And so right. that love that we don't deserve is just an extension of grace that we also don't deserve. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you guys are helping students see that, which in turn is helping families because most of these kids coming in the door that you've encountered in the last two months, their families don't know Jesus either. Right. So which now is opening the door in the conversation for mom and dad to go, hey, wait a minute. There's a place that loves my kid authentically. My kid is living differently. My kid is responding differently. Um, things are shifting in our house. And now I know for fact that there's some of these kids that I've met their parents are like, so my kids started coming to Wednesday nights back in January or early February. And my kid won't shut up about your church, so we thought we'd come. And right. I'm like, good. Now maybe you won't shut up about it either. Right. Um, and what's really cool is, is that we, we're not browbeating anybody to the kingdom. We're just loving them like Jesus. Well, and and specifically, one of the students that comes to mind is when we're talking about difference makers, we have a freshman over at Micah named Abby Brown, JV cheerleader, amazing girl, amazing energy. Isn't she bringing like half the school? Well, order? that's what I was about to say is she, when I first met her, not shy, but a little reserved, like didn't see that she had anything special about her. She's probably brought 20 of her friends and over the course of the like last semester, I don't even have twenty friends. I I don't for sure. I'm not even sure I've got two, and I'm sitting in a room with you guys. Like, I, <laughs> no, you, no, you can't count both of us. No, no, just one of you, Dylan. You pay us, Dylan. I count you. <laughs> I accept that. Right, right, we'll see. You know. So it's one of those where it's it's that idea that Abby grasped grasped. Y'all right there? Yeah. yeah. I'm, we don't have grass in uh, Tucson. Nah. That that she was loved by us. She opened up to a relationship with Jesus, realized she's loved by Jesus, and now she wants every one of her friends to know that same love. And so it's just, 
it's Which a multiplying that's, effect. That's her being a difference maker. 100%. Well, and if you've been around Pantano any amount of time, and if not, I would encourage you to go back and, and listen to this. But in October and November of last year, we did a series called Seismic Shifts. Oh, yeah. And the whole principle was every time there's a movement of God and his people, there's ground-shaking, cultural-shifting movement of the world that happens. And you're, you're seeing that in, in our next-gen ministry. Yeah. The fact that you remember that's really in, intriguing. Or did you just read that? He did, his, he did his homework. Like, nah. He did his homework. I remember the name of the series at the time. He actually developed the pretty much everything <laughs> to go around that series after we dropped it on him. So he should know it because Dylan pretty much develops all of it once we give it to him. <laughs> Which, by the way, uh, sidebar, I love the graphic for this series. The Difference Maker Package? Yeah, and I don't know if, if y'all have noticed showing up on Sunday morning, but the big back wall on the stage, like the backdrop when I'm preaching, is pictures of all of our people. All of our difference makers. It's so cool. Like I, I just every week I've stood there and looked at that wall and I see a different face every time. Like I, I just I remember the first time I saw it after our production meeting and I stood on the stage and I kept I kept turning around and going, Wait, there's something else I didn't see. Wait, uh, was that there before? Like and it's just really cool because there's so many facets to our our church of difference makers. Yeah. Um, and it's not just things happening on Sunday morning. There's pictures of people at Rocky Point. There's pictures of people in our community. Serve our city. Uh, serve our city. And it's like, we're not just a one day a week church. We are a seven day, 24 seven church. Yeah. We're, we're everywhere well, all the time. And I love the culture that says we really are the body of Christ. Each one of our, our people feels like they have a unique part of what God's doing here and they're owning that. I love that. Oh, it, it's, it, it, it's beautiful. And, and Frank, you and I know this because we, we were in the same area for a, a long time. We spent 10 years in the same city together. Yep. Um, and then you actually spent another few years at the church that I left that yep. you've been around, which is a fantastic church. Yep. Uh, Compass Christian Church. In fact, you'll hear from Drew in a couple of weeks when he's yeah. on here, I guess a couple Shout months. Out. Shout out Compass Christian Church. Oh, Let's go. bro. If you live in the Dallas-Fort Worth area and you don't go to Compass, shame on you. It's a great church. You should go there. Um, and Drew Sherman, who was my direct boss, who was one of uh, one of Frank's bosses. Well, I, I guess he really wasn't your boss. It was probably more Brandon or it Dave. It was. Um, but, again, great culture, great church. Different culture in Dallas mm-hmm. than what we have in Tucson. Mm-hmm. Um, Dallas, way more churched yep. community. Where Here we are in an unchurched community where the things that we did in Dallas, some of them work, but honestly, a lot of them don't. And But here we have to mobilize even more people, in my opinion, to get them to actually be difference makers in the community. Yeah. Well, the thing I'm, the thing through all of the tragedies that really hit me was when the mortality of these kids was, they had to look in the face and go, we are not immortal, right? right. We're, we're not invincible. Like in Dallas, there was still like this Judeo-Christian framework, even if they didn't necessarily like follow it, right? There was still the framework. Here, there's not. Right. Well, and the difference is in Dallas, I've said this for years, people used to ask me, what's the hardest part about doing ministry in Dallas? And I'm like, well, a couple things, convincing people that have everything that they need Jesus and it costs them everything, but it's free. Yep. That was the first one. The second one was everybody down there is a Christian. Yep. So it looks good on a college resume. Yep. Uh, I can't tell you how many kids would send me emails. Hey, can you write a recommendation letter for my college application? I know I've not been in church for three and a half years, but could you write one? And I'm like, every time I'm like, so you want me to be honest? Yeah, yeah. I'm like, are you sure? Because I'm going to tell them you haven't been in church for three and a half years and you're just putting this on your college resume because it looks good. Yep. Oh, never mind. I'll call someone else. Great. Um, be, but again, it's a professional Christianity where that's what I do love about the West. Drew used to say this about the difference between LA and the Midwest. Mm-hmm. He was like, you come to Dallas, you go to the Midwest, you say, are you Christian? Everybody says, yeah. 
He's like, when I was in LA, he goes, if somebody told you they were a Christian, they were legit. And if they weren't, they didn't tell you they were. Right. I found that in Tucson. Like I'm here and I'll ask people, I'm like, so you're Christian? No, I've never been to church in my life. Don't have any interest, but they're not mad about it. So yeah. then when you start talking about it, they're like, oh yeah, well I come. Well, why haven't you come before? Nobody's invited me. Well, yeah. I remember what you said in the Hope Dealer series, like you'd be surprised about the amount of people who have not been into the doors of a church because no one's ever asked them. Yep. I, I promise you, I bet you no less than a hundred discussions I've had in the last year here, whether it's Dutch Brothers Barista, um, Starbucks, uh, any coffee shop in town. Obviously, I go to a lot of coffee shops because we do have a whole segment that we're about to go into in a minute. <laughs> um, but at the schools, I mean, I ask families in my neighborhood, so, hey, why have you never been to church for? Nobody's ever asked me. Dude, the guy who cuts my hair over at Gentle, yeah. Gentleman Jackson. Same guy Vail. that cuts my hair. Yeah, Jay. Jay. Shout out Jay right Jay. there. Gentleman hey, Jackson. If Vail. you need a good haircut, go see Jay at Gentleman Jacks. Gentleman Jacks, if you'd like to sponsor this podcast and cut my hair for free, I'd gladly do it. <laughs> I will and, tip you very generously above that, Jay. And he does cut hair differently than Trevor and I get our hair cut. So if you need. That's why you both look the same. That's right. Actually, when I first got here, I was going to Royalty Barbershop over on um, Kolb and Speedway. And great haircut. Just a long way from my house. Yeah. Jay's five minutes from my front door. He's incredible. But it was just that idea of, like, he had never had anybody engage him in spiritual conversation. Right. Right. And so it was it was. For me to be able to bring it up, for you to, he asked me about you every time I see him, right? He's, for us to bring it up in a relational, just conversational way, like he had never been faced with that well, at all. Well, and here's what's funny. He he tries to find common ground as a dude with me. So he's talking about, like I noticed he had a, I don't know if you've seen it in his drawer, but there's like a, it's a bourbon bottle that somebody's given him that's like a cool bourbon bottle. Yep. And he was like, we got talking about where I came from. I was in Kentucky, Cincinnati area. I got a bunch yep. of friends that are in the bourbon industry. So I was like, oh, dude, the cool bottle, man. How'd you get that one? Because that's rare. He's like, wait, why do you know that? And I'm like, yep, oh, I'm still a dude. Like, I yep. I know what that is. Yep. Like, And so he now he engages, but he, but it's opened the door for me to have spiritual conversations with him. 100%. And yep. I'm sitting in a chair. I got to be careful, though, because he's got sharp things near my face <laughs> and my head. So, I mean, but he's gentle giant, man. Uh, I mean, he's what, gentle giant. What I love about what both of you just said, though, is that it's just a normal conversation. Right. Because at least in my upbringing, you know, in the South, it down you, in Bama, you couldn't get away from that, that weird Christianity. It's like I couldn't have like I couldn't introduce someone to Jesus because it was like I didn't know how to not do it in yep. a weird way. But you got to because you had to use all the big words. Yeah. But, hey, let but, me talk to you about the propitiation and the transubstantiation <laughs> of my savior, Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. But what <laughs> you got to use multiple syllables too. Hallelujah. What I love though is that, especially in more of the the Western U.S. Um, and and I think it's kind of shifting throughout the country. Um, the people who have no background with Christianity are open to that conversation, and that kind of releases you as a Christian to have that conversation without Absolutely. feeling like you have to have yeah all the right verbiage. Yeah, like let me just tell you about Jesus. Yeah, like it, it's very easy. Well, even before that. Some people get intimidated by that statement right there. Let me tell you about Jesus. Just let me tell you my story. Yeah. Yep. Like that's, that's all it, like uh, you think about a guy like Jay, who's our barber and, uh, here's a guy, his job all day is to stand there and listen to people's stories. Yep. So if he's going to listen to my story, I want to make sure he hears a compelling story first and foremost, not a, not a made up story, but a compelling story. Yep. And, and we just literally step into into these conversations together that are just normal. They're conversations that you and I would have. They're conversations you and I would have. Um, and they're conversations I would have with any dude. Yep. It, like I play golf with a lot of guys that don't know Jesus. Uh, what's funny is they, I always ask them what they do first and they'll talk about themselves for like 
two hours. Yep. Um, and then eventually they'll come around and ask me what I do. And I've spent two hours with them, not judging them, not condemning them, hanging out with them, maybe taking a little bit of their money, which is kind of fun. And uh, I tithe off of it. Don't worry. That's um, why we don't play golf together. That's uh, true. Cause you'd have to remortgage your house. That's true. Um, and, and I don't, and I would probably own your son. Um, but the reality is, is these guys, once they learn what I do, they don't st- ever make an offer to my son for him to come live with you. Cause, Cause he, he will, <laughs> he, he might actually do it. Um, but the reality is, is, they start to act different. I'm like, and I'll stop. I'm like, why are you acting different now? Have I judged you? Have I condemned you? Have I, have I said anything even weird? And they're like, well, yeah, but not Christian like, like weird. And I'm like, okay, good. Um, because it's just, it's conversation. Don't, don't be weird. You don't have to be weird. How are you as a, as a 43 year old man, 44 year old, 43? I'm 44. Oh, that's weird. Oh, I'm sorry. Mm. Mm, that's, that's weird. I'm not 44 yet. So you're, you're actually older than me, huh? Why are you saying hurtful things right now? Oh, I'm just saying truthful things. I, I don't, there's nothing Well, hurtful. you said in a staff meeting a few weeks ago that, you know, sometimes the truth is painful. That's true. So. Some, I mean, it is the truth. So this was a great show. This love was. Time hurt. to go. We can sing, <laughs> we can sing Love Hurts. Uh, but in an all serious statement, like here you are as a 44-year-old student pastor. Yep. Which is rare. It is. Some might call you a unicorn. I'm not. I'm not engaging in that. <laughs> some so, some might call some. No, point. let's be clear. What Trevor did right there, you're gonna have to get back on point in a second. Um, probably about four or five years ago in the Dominican, I'm having a conversation with him. He's we're we're hanging out, and he's like, "Man, how are things?" And I'm like, "Brother, I'm just happy to be talking to you because you're kind of a unicorn of the Christian church." And he was like, "No, I'm not owning that." And so right there, he just put me back on the spot. It's fine. It's fine. I'd like to point out that mine's probably way more accurate. A 44-year-old youth pastor that's having effective youth ministry, that's a unicorn. Yeah, I don't think it's uncommon for there to be youth pastors in that age bracket. I think it's uncommon for there to be youth pastors in that age bracket that are effective. Right. And what you're doing is... And I would argue that the reason you're effective in that area is because of what we just talked about. You don't make it weird. You just meet kids where they are. Well, and that's kind of like, we'll hear about it next week when Jeremy Jernigan's here, but the next one is Kingdom First. And it, we strive to join God wherever he's at work. So, yeah. like, you're, you're meeting kids where they're at. Well, it, it goes back to, like, growing up. I mean, I don't know how many people know, but I'm the oldest of 15, right? And That's and called a team. It is. It is. <laughs> it's a team. Um, but, but Depending my on what sport, divorced, you could have two teams. Yeah. So, my parents divorced when I was 13. Mom continued to adopt kids, right? It was one of those just meeting. Like, I provided a lot of the father figure aspect for them and being able to give them space to be able to be who they were and who God was calling them to be. And, and that's what I strive to do in student ministry with every kid, right? Give them the margin to be able to figure out who God's calling them to be and kind of direct them towards where I see God pushing them. So. No, that's good. I mean, that's, that's what we want to do. And by you doing that, you're setting the example for our students to do the same. Yep. And Uh, they are, and they are, and that's what I'm just blown away by our students. We have, uh, there's a kid who's a football player over at Empire. Is that right? uh, um, it's Ethan? Ethan. Ethan. Yeah. yeah, he plays football over at Empire, and he makes it a point to sit at a different lunch table almost every day so that he can engage people around him. See, right? that, that's, that's being a difference maker. Yeah. Yep. That, and what he's doing is living out what we literally just talked about this last weekend in this series of what matters most is loving people to Jesus. Yep. How do you love people to Jesus? Go where they are. And don't make yourself elite. Go make them feel elite by hanging out with them. Yep. Uh, it's, it's just so good. Um, well, we need to take a quick break. Uh, you know what time it is. You know what else is good? Coffee. 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 You know how I love people to Jesus? Coffee. By coffee. Coffee. Because if I don't drink it, I would not be like Jesus. Coffee. I would, coffee. 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 coffee.
Coffee time. Coffee. 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 <laughs> I don't know what just happened there. That's hey. like a voiceover on PNTO. Yeah. yeah. I'll go to PNTO. <laughs> coffee. Coffee. We're the, we're the voice of PNTO. Um, that's a scary thought. That's a sad statement. <laughs> it is. It is. We need, we need a, uh, a better. So right, now we got to ask because every person we put on here, we ask, are you actually a coffee individual? I'm not. Gosh, but you're it. drinking it. You drink. You just took a really good the, sip of that. The I do. I like coffee, but the thing is, I take a lot of vitamins and supplements and stuff, and so some of that overlaps with with the caffeine that's mm. in coffee. So I just stay away from it. Mm. I stay away from soda too, though. So well, I haven't had a soda yeah. in twenty four yeah. years. And that's like a it's, third of your life. It's almost as long as I've been alive. It's almost half of Frank's. Um, Whoa! But um, no. Uh, so. So it's not that you don't like coffee. No. You just, you don't drink a lot of it. Right. So how often would you say you have coffee? Um, I'll have a cold brew every, like, two or three days. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, okay. I, where I do like, you usually go? Uh, Dutch Bros. But it's, they're easy and, like. It's close, convenient, and easy. 100%. Yeah. I think yeah. once we hit this summer, I'm going to bring some cold brew stuff over uh, whenever I fly back in. Let's and go yeah. do cold brew instead of pour overs. I like and that. I can come back. Yeah, for some of that. Sure. All right. Ab- absolutely. Okay. Yeah, we'll, we'll you haven't you. you haven't done anything. I mean, by then you're going to be a lot older, so we're going to have to sharpen your memory, <laughs> remind you of this conversation. We'll just have to widen the door for my walker, but other than <laughs> that. <laughs> That's true. No, you're hover around because you can even go to the Grand Canyon. <laughs> That's a deep cut. <laughs> you like that? You like, how far, you like how far back I took that? Like that went back to mid-90s commercials. I remember seeing that commercial on Cartoon Network. <laughs> hover around. <laughs> you can even go to the Grand Canyon. It's like. Which in, which in retrospect, I don't know why that commercial was on Cartoon Network. Oh, also in retrospect, who the heck is taking their hover around to drive <laughs> down the Grand Canyon? Like, I've been to the Grand Canyon. You've been to the Grand yeah. Canyon. Frank, have you been to the Grand Canyon? I have not been to the Grand okay, Canyon. Okay, well, he's tra- taking his hover around. The trail down. <laughs> I'm not. I don't well, mean, you've got donkeys walking down it like single file. I, I'm just telling you, man, you're not. Get somebody in a hover around, like, <laughs> zoom Could you around. just imagine grandpa's like, get all the way, donkey. <laughs> <laughs> you well, know? if you've ever gone to Disney, you know that they'll run you over with their hover around they so will they will i can imagine they, that going down the trail into the last canyon. time i was at disney world somebody had one and they had like that beep, bite. Beep, beep. That, well it wasn't even that it was like the the one that goes like ring, ring, ring. oh yeah 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 <laughs> wow so coffee time that was um, just hit the hit the whistle for that because that's that might be the most derailed coffee time we've had no especially coming off of last week where we uh we actually had probably the best coffee time we've had in a long time yeah and, um you know Okay, so all that to say, you do drink coffee. I do. You're not not a fan. No. Um, but you know, but you're past Keurig. You're into. I, I would even say, here's what I do. Like Dutch Bros, their espresso is pretty good. I don't drink anything else there. Sure. If I'm gonna like Sunday morning when I have to get up here, I'll mm-hmm. stop using. And part of this is a little bit of the evangelistic piece of me. I see the same kids there on Sundays that are working, and so I have conversation with them every Sunday. Mm-hmm. But my order every Sunday is I stop and get a medium six shot americano hot. No sugar, no cream, no nothing. Because why would you screw up coffee by putting more crap in it? Um, and it's actually not bad. Mm. It, it wouldn't you be my what? first choice, but it's not bad. Hey, I went to Dutch Bros. It's probably about a month ago now, right? I'm pulling in, and three of the kids from uh, the student ministry were there going to the gym to LA Fitness right behind there, and they're like, hey, come work out with us. And so I stood around and drank coffee while they worked out. It was awesome. <laughs> that boy. That's <laughs> That's that's the kind of workout I like to hear from you. Um, so tell me what we're drinking today. So uh, this is you. You actually met her um, probably 
close to the end of 2022. It was near Christmas, wasn't it? Yeah, I think it was like right it was like before the week Christmas. before, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah right yeah. before we kicked off the Christmas series. Um, but uh, Bell, uh, one of mine and Melissa's friends from Oregon, actually sent us a couple of bags of coffee. Um, and that is what we're drinking this morning. This is Sisters Coffee. Sisters. Uh, from, from Sisters, Oregon. Soul Sisters. Go ahead and sing it. Nope. <laughs> Sorry. Frank Frank just got in all the feels right there. I did. Uh, so this is the Sisters Blend from Sisters Coffee. Super easy to remember. It's good. Sister, sister. Sister, sister. It is a medium roast, and it's got tasty notes of brown sugar, toasted walnut, and cinnamon. Oh, the toasted oh, walnut I really yeah. get. It's right there in the front. It's very much so. And so is the, is it, did you say brown sugar? Yep. Um, what was the last one? Cinnamon. cinnamon. Hold on. I, I don't know if I got that. Cinnamon. I get it on the back end. That there's the cinnamon. It's there. It is it's faint, but it's there. Kind of like a cinnamon pop tart. It is. It is like a cinnamon pop tart. Yes, very much. <laughs> What's going on over there? Did you choke on your coffee? You're right there, Franklin. Everything's fine. <laughs> hey, is Frank short for Franklin? No, I wish it was. Is it just is it short for anything? It's the tank. Is it just well, Frank? I just know me and named Frank, like early on, I'd be like, Hey, my name's Frank. You know, like the hot dog. <laughs> Like Furder? Yeah, like that. Uh, My name's Frank. Like ballpark? Like Furder. Uh, <laughs> there may be a new nickname brewing. <laughs> That's why I wish my I wish my name was Franklin. That'd be awesome. Well, Franklin was like a cartoon that my girls used to watch. A turtle. This is yeah. a turtle. turtle. Yeah, I like Franklin, man. Turtle. Hey, it's Franklin. Turtle. 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 If you know what movie that's from, drop it in the comments. I'd be really impressed to know if you I know would it. love to know if you know that. Do you know it? Yes. Master Disguise. Yeah. What? what? Man, how you gonna I blow ruined the, it. How you gonna blow, how you gonna blow the pole before we ever get to it? I said it after they already dropped Ow! Oh, he just got jacked with a bag of coffee. They uh, already dropped it in the comments. It was already done. No, it no, wasn't. No, they hadn't listened to the they episode They haven't listened yet. to the episode yet. <laughs> Maybe they're like listening and dropping it in the comments at the same- I believe in our people. Can you guys not get on board with that? So Frank already ruined that that <laughs> poll. So um, new Great. poll. How many things Frank ruined the poll? Go ahead and drop that down in the comments. Uh, that's the poll for this week. Um, if you think Frank ruined the poll, put it there. If you don't think he did, uh, well, you're wrong. Just don't yeah. answer. Just don't answer because you're wrong. Um, <laughs> uh, no, that coffee's good, though. Wherever it went, you just threw it at Frank. Where'd that go? It's, down there. it's over there by him. So so where's this out of? <laughs> Sisters, Oregon. Sisters, Oregon. Is, is it's that really a, good. Is that a place? Yeah. Like Sisters, Oregon is a city? Yes. Is our brothers, Oregon? I don't know. Why is there got to be a brother? Wouldn't it be cool if they were next door to each other? Brothers and sisters. <laughs> you guys ever watch that show? That was fun. What, what show? Brothers and sisters. What? Got you in your field? <laughs> that was the most. I felt like that was. You so guys ever watch that show? <laughs> Y'all ever watch that show? Which one? The 9,000 on TV or on Hulu or on Netflix? Or back in the day when you only got CBS, ABC, and uh, PBS? Uh, do you remember those days where we only had three channels? Oh, yeah. And like I had a black and white TV at one point. Really, it was it was the one they let me have in my bedroom. Did you also so walk like uphill both ways on the way to school. Did, did you have yeah. to put it to channel three to play Nintendo? I did. Me too. I remember my TV. My first TV was like that. Yeah, yeah. I, I, or I learned up when I went to college. I had an original VCR from 1986, which was the size of this table we're sitting at, <laughs> yep. and weighed about nine thousand pounds. But it was the first one I could plug in the RCA. But I had to turn on the the VCR, push play on the VCR, turn it to channel three, and I could run my PlayStation through it. Yep. Um, yep. That was the struggle. <laughs> or remember the Nintendo when you have to blow on the cartridge because it was full of dust? Or you do, you learn that little, mm -hmm. like, yep. flip it up and down inside yep. the thing to get it to work? 
Um, I don't know what that has to do with coffee time, but it's our podcast. It's great. We, we do what we want. We to. talk about whatever we want during coffee. And this is what happens when do. we drink coffee. We just talk about things we want to talk about that have nothing you know, to things. do. A couple of weeks ago in our production meeting, uh, our technical director Phil had an entire. It, w- it wasn't in the meeting, but he oh, had gone to gosh. a meeting before that, and he ordered a French press. And he thought they were just going to give him, like, they were going to make a cup in the French press right. and give him one cup. And he drank an entire, an entire French, French press. press. I thought he was going to oh. rip his shirt off and run around the room in circles. He was just like... He was giddy like a schoolgirl. It was crazy. And But, but as, the meeting, see that at some point. as the meeting progressed... He crashed. He just crashed. Yeah, the cra- you, you could see it. You watched it, how he went from... <laughs> to, huh. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> then he couldn't form words. <laughs> and then he I just kind of stared into space for a while. I think he fell asleep and sucked his thumb in the corner. I, I think that's what finally happened. Um, he, he's a sweetie. And then Grady fell over a gate. And um, another one? No, no, the same one. He just oh. keeps falling over the same gate. <laughs> <laughs> we now we now affectionately call that Grady Gate. Instead of Watergate, it's Grady Gate. Grady Gate 2022. Yeah. yeah, Grady Gate 2022. I want a T-shirt that says it, bro. I want to have I want to have someone illustrate the gate. Oh, that would be fantastic. Grady Gate 2022. And he would both hate it and love it. He, he would. would. He would. Yeah. Grady, I know you're listening to this right now. Grady's I, one of our most frequent listeners. He is. He's also our most swagged out Pantano He person. is. Every time I add something new to the shop, he's like, I bought it. I'm like, how yeah. did you get that before we even put it in the shop? <laughs> I don't know. I had an inkling that you were going to put it there, so I bought one. It wasn't there to buy yet. He, I know. He wrote a script that just constantly scans the, it, it the, does. the <laughs> merch wait, shop and buys wait, the wait, newest wait. Thing. Let's be clear. Grady does not sound like Billy Bob Thornton in like Sling Blade. Yes, he does. Absolutely. <laughs> mm, biscuits and mustard. Mm. Uh, so how, how can our people get the sister's coffee from Sister's Oregon? Um, you have to ask your sister. Wow. That was deep. Whoa. Uh, I don't, I don't um, have a sister, so how can I, I, will, I get it? Uh, I will drop a link to it in the show notes um, to oh, their website. Oh, better yet. Hey, Melissa, how do I get sister's coffee since I got asked my sister? Oh. oh. That was cute. You see what I did there? That's a callback to two weeks ago, too. It's a callback to... About every other time you've said it. It's true. I, I really see her that way. I, I, I have a, I have she's special, a big sweetie. I have a special place in my heart for Melissa as a, like she's my sister. Well, you can imagine why it was so difficult to be away from her for five weeks. She is a sweetie. She That's is. true. She's my best friend. Oh. Oh. Wow. Coffee time just turned oh, into man. sentimental time. Hey, Talk bro. about being in your feels. And we're, you go, buddy. We're like almost two weeks past uh, Valentine's Day. Yep. How, how'd you celebrate Valentine's Day, Dylan? Uh, I had a box of uh, the Reese's Chocolate Hearts. Oh. By yourself? <laughs> yeah, she sent them to me. <laughs> it's like I sat in a corner and cried, did a whole box of Reese's Peanut Butter Hearts. <laughs> then I looked at the back of one wrapper, and it's like 170 calories. I was like, that's got to be per package, right? And it's like, no, nope. per Reese's per cup. I was like, Reese's. <laughs> that's why you get the mini ones. Because then if no, you... we had this conversation. They don't eat, taste the same. But if you eat more, now it's volume. So you feel, like, you feel like you've eaten more, but it's actually the same. No, the mini ones, no. They don't. Come on, bro. I'm the ones that are volume. Shaped, no, I don't on care. On some things, you're so cool and with it, but this, no. I just want you to know, I've been eating Reese's peanut butter cups before I came out of the womb. Hold on. Do you I call don't. Them, hold on. Do you call them Reese's or Reese's? Well, Reese's are pieces. Reese's pieces? Yes. Reese's pieces. Reese's pieces. Because mm-hmm. some people actually call it like Reese's, and I'm like, mm, kind of cringe. It's Reese's. Reese's. Yeah. Peanut butter cup. There you go. Yeah. All right. When I went to Hershey, Pennsylvania, at least you got that part right. I yeah. built my very own peanut butter cup, large. Like bigger than your head. That's big. I know. It's massive. It actually took up two counties. It was huge. (laughs) It is big. Derailed. So uh, if you would like Sister's Coffee. I'll put a link to this in the show notes. I will say, I know we've been all over the map in this segment, but I will say that coffee, I'm going to make a bold statement right now. 
Really? I think this is one of the best coffees we've had for coffee time. I, you know what? I would, I, would, I would venture to agree with you. I'm not going to say the best, but no. I would say it, it's top two. Yeah. I'd say top five. I'd put it in hey, the top. I mean, five. we've Somebody, only we've only had four, so that's great. But uh, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> but I'd put it in the top five, hey, right there. As somebody who dabbles in coffee, I would say this may be the best coffee I've ever drank. Really? Yeah. Thank you, Bill. Thanks for saying. Okay, this now to let, us. let me let me ask you this: When you lived, he won't understand this, but when you lived in Dallas, mm-hmm. where did you go in the Caliville area? Did you go to Bonjourno? Did you go to Roots? Where did you go? Uh, One hundred one. Oh, we're in Grapevine. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Great yeah. shop. Yeah. You know, Dallas Cowboy. Former Dallas Cowboy built that, owns that. Really? Okay. It's one of the most swagged out environments you'll ever go. It's really cool. Really, well, really cool. When are we going? Uh, I don't know. You live in the other freaking side of the country now. So I, you just, Let's be clear. I live not that far just away. Just remember, five and a half hours. This is a sensitive topic, so you be careful Five and a half saying. hours. You shut your mouth. Both of you have a room to stay in. Wait a minute. Why do we both have a room? Really? I have a room that he gets to borrow. <laughs> Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> no, you haven't been on the podcast. Shut your mouth. Uh, he has got a placard that's being Invitation. put on that's being put on the room that says the Trevor Suite. The you Trevor can, you it, can, it, it actually says the DeVage cage. Oh, I like that even better. So if you I can't stay there. If you're gonna <laughs> see my plan's working. You put my name on the room, Frank can't stay. I'm doing you a favor. No, it's not just it's, it's the DeVage cage. <laughs> You ever see WWF back in the day before it was WWE with the oh, cage yeah. matches? Oh, yeah. Yeah, you show up and I'm in there. That's what's going to happen. I'm going to jump off a top turnbuckle and drop kick you in the face. That's why. Okay, you can sleep in the garage. I'm going to superfly Jimmy Snooker you. I don't know why I walked in the garage. There's a couch you could sleep on, too. <laughs> <laughs> you bypassed everything comfortable. Like, oh. you can sleep in the garage. I ha- There's an office you could sleep in no. on an like- air mattress. There's a couch you could sleep on, but I went straight to garage. At Christmas, we became best friends, and now I feel like I feel like we're in the middle of a breakup hey, right you now. You know what I love is Dylan doesn't bite the hand that feeds him. He's a smart man. Like, you feed him? I do. By hand. <laughs> with, it's Reese's. It's, it's with Reese's Pieces. <laughs> and Dutch Bros Coffee. All right, I'm going to get us out of this segment Woo. because, wow, that was that was something. It's chaos. Amazing. Uh, with, I, you know what? I knew having Frank on, this thing would take a whole different feel, which I kind of like having him on here. I'm not going to lie. Come on. I'm going to get replaced. Nope. Oh, no, 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 no. There's no, no. no replacing. <laughs> no. we got to have somebody that actually knows what's going on on the podcast. 1,000%. It is not me, and it's uh, definitely not Frank. Um, <laughs> so what what's going on at Pantano that we need to talk about? Because we got uh, a few things coming up, but I do want to celebrate real quick uh, baptisms. Oh, yeah. Good times. Come that on. was this, this past Sunday. Yes. I, I really kind of slipped on my job and didn't get the numbers, but it was awesome. Uh, they're always awesome. Like, yeah. I, I'm always blown away that we get a front row seat to people's redemption. Every time. Um, and what I love at Pantano is it it's everything from our kids' ministry to students to, man, I, I've i baptized people in their 80s and 90s yeah. here. Uh, it's, it's crazy. And uh, it's beautiful. It's just a beautiful picture of what I think heaven looks like. So cool. So, yeah, we definitely celebrate all those. And then we do every, two weeks after every baptism Sunday, we do a baptism celebration for them. And we do a lunch and we do a big thing. It's great. It's fun. Um, so if you've been baptized, come to that. Yeah, I don't have the numbers, but it, it was at least one. Yeah, yeah, because well, we baptized you and Frank, so it was two. That's right. Um, yeah, that's good. Hey, I just know 
I almost had to be baptized on Christmas Eve because Trevor was like, hey, if we don't get to 400, if we're like 399, you're getting you baptized, get baptized again. again. Yeah. I think that memo went out to all staff. Yeah, oh, that's true. Okay, good. <laughs> good news just, is I, was, I thought it was maybe a me thing. He's like, no, you really need to be well, baptized. Well, good news again. is I kept changing. So I got baptized 14 <laughs> times during Christmas Eve. It was great. That's what I'm talking <laughs> it was about. It was really good. What else coming up, Dylan? What do um, we got? So, uh, like we said before, Jeremy Jernigan is going to be here next weekend. You don't want to miss that. Oh, my gosh. It's going to be so good. It's going to be so good. Uh, it'll be thought provoking, it'll challenge you. We're going to have him on the podcast too, right? We are. We're yep. going to have him on the podcast and that will be, I think that's going to be one of those discussions that people will come back to over and over again and go, I need to hear that again. Or I need to listen to that again. Cause yeah. it's going to be a lot to digest. That's going to be a really good one. Um, Frank, you can talk about this one a little bit. Summer camps are coming up, man. I'll tell you this camp is my favorite thing in student ministry. The, the, not stat- the students, but the camp. <laughs> I don't like I'm, students. I just uh, love the uh, camp. No, camp's valid. my favorite. It's right, the cafeteria valid. food the, for me. My favorite thing that we do in student ministry unlimited we, pudding. Well, <laughs> it's like, it's like student ministry, like on steroids, because yeah. it's one week dedicated to helping students know who Jesus is calling them to be. One week of camp, I think uh, the stat says it's like six months of like regular church attendance and maybe even more than that. But it's amazing. You know what? Every student that we go, our challenge is, how is God going to change your life this week in a big or small way? And without a doubt, every student that comes back, there's some way that their life was changed. That's so so cool. I'm just going to say, hey, out in podcast land, if you have a kid in middle school or high school, make sure you sign them up. Hey, we have kids camps too. We do. So So sign those up too. If you have a third through 12th grader, sign them up for camp. Something else I would say, if you don't have a kid or your kids are grown or you have grandkids or whatever, but you want to sponsor a kid to go, we have a whole handful of kids. Um, we, we got ways that you could sponsor a kid to go yep. to. You could contact our student ministry staff. They yep. could connect that because I do know we're reaching enough kids now that are outside the church that yep. they come, some of them come from families where they don't have an extra couple hundred dollars right. and that couple hundred dollars could change a kid's life. Well, and not only the financial need, but we have kids coming from families that are not believers that are not right. following Jesus or, and, and so they're not going to get help paying for camp from their family. Right. They're paying for it on their own. Right. And and some of them families that mom and dad could pay for it, but mom and dad are like, why would I pay for that? Right. If you want to go, you figure it out. Yeah. Um, and we could help them figure it out yeah. and yep. give them, it could change their eternity and in turn change our family's eternity. 100%. Um, cool. Anything else coming up in students over the next couple of months that other outside of camp? Man, next couple of months. Just running game of the week and and looking forward to the summer. We've got we've got a whole summer plan laid out. Um, we're rolling that out here in the next few weeks, and so I'm excited. So if you're at a game and you think I'm there, it's probably Frank. Um, and <laughs> you can go say hi to me through Frank. Um, just say hey Trevor or say, hey Frank, and yeah. someone will turn hey, around. Hey, on on the regular, like people will tell me stuff, and they'll like like tell me deep like ministry stuff, and then I'm like, hey. Trevor, just so you know, so-and-so told me this so that you're aware of that. I yeah. don't think I am who you think I am. Yeah. <laughs> Even after he tells them that they argue with him, they're like, no, 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 you're Trevor. You're the pastor, so, right? After a while, he's just like, sure, yeah. what you got? <laughs> or what you want to share with me? Like, um, they thought, think I'm just kidding around. Like, yeah, it, but you're not. I'm not. Not at all. Um, hey, Easter's coming. Easter's coming. We're like a month away. Yep. Just just over a month away from that, Easter. That bunny is hopping. Yeah. Well, now I'm going to get an email. Thanks for that. You're um, welcome. Yeah. Hopping right. Hop- email. He's hopping Frank out of the tube. Yeah. You know. Hey, what about peeps? You guys like peeps? Uh, I do like peeps. I have to be in the right mood for a peep. Yeah. You know how I like peeps? When you let them open for like a week and let them get stale a little bit, that's the way to eat a peep. Oh, so I, they're not quite as soft? No, they get a little crunch on the edge. I feel oh, like I'd rather right. have just a regular marshmallow, though. Like if I want a marshmallow, I'd rather just okay, have a regular. Okay, here's another marshmallow. way to toast a peep this year, like well, on the fire. We, Ooh, we've done it. Good. We also do them in the microwave. Oh, those are good. I've done that. Yeah. 
What about s'mores with peeps? They're awesome. Because s'mores the, with peeps. Because the sugar caramelizes on the outside. Ooh. But leaves the inside a little uh, little soft. I know what we're doing for Easter. Let's go. Mm-hmm. We about to burn some bunnies. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I can't say that. I own a rabbit. That sounds That sounds awful. Sounds, uh, um, sorry, Max. Yeah, I bet. Sorry, Max. Um GLS is coming up too. GLS, yeah. That contrary to popular belief, that's not a gastro disease. That's actually a leadership. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's <laughs> it sounds like oh I got, I got a bad case of the GLS. Um <laughs> No, it's actually the Global Leadership Summit. And uh it is a Here's what I will say. If you're a business owner working in the private sector, public sector, in the church, um, you're a difference maker here at Pantano, you should be a part of this. Everybody that shows up, it just will help you be a better leader. It'll help your organization be better. Um, We'll probably give, uh, in fact, we may do that on here, give away a ticket or two for GLS. Um, And and here's what I would tell you. If you get a ticket, um, maybe provide one for someone else. Buy one or if if your company, it'll make everybody in your company better. Um, everybody in your business better, everybody in your, in your sphere of influence better. Um, if you want to be a better leader or be a leader, um, you should come to GLS. Um, it, and it's, uh, is that August? I, believe I know it's crazy August. that we're talking it to is. it now, but the early bird rate, um, is right now. And then it goes up substantially between now and like May. Um, and now if you're a first responder, you're military, um, I think it's a $99 rate, isn't it? I'm pretty sure. Is that right? Yeah. Um, and there's a place on our website. Um, can you put a link in the show notes to sure the GLS can. page? Um, we'll also put a link in our student page because um, I'm guessing yes. you need difference makers in student ministry. Oh, 100%. Yeah. So if you would like to work with our students, by the way, I would say it's a really cool place to work. Um, you get to love on, on students. You get to help them see Jesus. And honestly, they'll probably help you see him a little better too. So um, anything well, the else? Thing, the thing I tell people when I'm, <clears throat> I'm recruiting them is if you want to like tangibly see God move, the student ministry is the place because yeah. our students are just yeah. God's moving. <clears throat> okay, on that note, mm-hmm. since you're a first-time guest, Ooh, let's go. Uh, we ask all of our first-time guests this oh, one we question. Do. We do. That's and good. he's the first first-time guest we've had in a while. That's mm-hmm. true. So if you were... So you've been it, doing this for how many months? A while. This is episode eight of season two, and there were 22 episodes in season one. Cool. And it's so my, 30? It's my first invite. Cool. 30 cool, cool, episodes. Cool, cool. This is episode sure. 30. Cool. Your, uh, wow. That's crazy. No, this is your first accepting of the invite. What? Yeah. Um, Anyhow, ask the talk, question. Talk to Chelsea. She keeps declining them for you. Ask the question. <laughs> hey, I will not let you bespir- besmirch Chelsea's name. She's amazing. You can't even say the word besmirch. Besmir- 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 I will not let you besmirch. Besmirch. I will not let you hey, smurf. Chelsea, Chelsea makes it where I know what's going on here. Okay, um, what's the question? The question, if you had to leave someone with just one one thought, one statement, um, if, if you had one one thing to say to someone that you were going to be remembered for, what would you say? Silence. <laughs> Jesus loves you. I mean, I, it, like, that's hard. I, say, I use a lot of words to say little things. Yeah. But, but when it comes down to it, or... Or maybe just you're loved mm-hmm. so that they know that, you know what, no matter what happens, they matter. Oh, that's good right there. That's good. And I'll that's not just a trite, Jesus loves you statement. That's a... It's, you're loved, Jesus loves you, you yeah. matter. Yeah. That's 1, good. thousand percent. Well, hey, Frank, thanks for being on here with us. Heck yeah. Glad you hung out. You should come back more. Um, come back when we have iced coffee. Yeah. Cold Ooh, brew. let's go. Cold brew. I'll, I'll tease coffee. it up. I'll do Topo Chico. Ooh. Mixed with cold brew Ooh. with a with a lemon peel. Oh, sounds fancy. Mm. Mm. Sounds Maybe. like it should have an umbrella in it too. 
Hey, it sounds you bring like, the umbrellas. I'll bring the cold brew. It sounds like we're about to close this down. So I just want to re reiterate: camp signups are happening ASAP. So check our website, check the student socials, all the what, things. What does ASAP stand for? As soon as possible. Okay, I'm oh, just okay. making sure you knew what it meant. I just it's not just an acronym. That sometimes you can, you're like <laughs> BNTO Radio. FYI. ASAP stands for as soon as possible. What's that for? I stand for. For your information. Mm. Whose information? Uh, yours. <laughs> Whose? <laughs> yours? Yours. Yours. Oh, mine? Yeah, yours. Yours. Okay. Yeah, not yours. 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 All right. Who's on first? Yours. Coffee. Thanks so much for joining us for this week's episode of The Make Podcast, where we're moving from Sunday takers to everyday makers. To learn more, head over to pantano.church slash the make. We can't wait to see you again next week.